And so, Father, it is in the name of Jesus the Christ that we come into your presence, that we welcome your presence. You are here. And we bask in the glory of your majesty. And so now, Father, we ask that you would release the teaching ministry of your Holy Spirit, that you would go up every aisle, down every row, touch, heal, save, deliver, and draw us closer to yourself. It is to that end that I'm available for you now to use me according to your will. Stand in my body and think with my mind and speak with my tongue and say to us those things you would have us know. And do it in the name of him who loved us enough to die for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Only the people that have been blessed. Give the Lord a hand of praise, won't you? Is that? Wow, I am, uh, this is my first time here, and I'm, y'all wipe me out, I'm telling you. you know, this is, uh, if I was at home, somebody would be running up and down an aisle by now, so we, we'd, we'd be, probably throw a shoe at this choir and just, <laughs> help me praise God for this music ministry, don't you? God bless you guys, God bless you, bless you, thank you. Wow. Uh, to the band and the choir director, thank you so very much. Um, I, I, I'm watching the clock, and uh, I want to stay on time. Um, uh, now, that's your first problem, she just said. <laughs> she, she knows better than to tell a chocolate preacher, take your time. <laughs> Late Dr. E.V. Hill used to say, You'd, you don't put the clock on a black preacher until he takes this text. And I haven't taken it, so don't, don't put me on the clock yet, okay? Um, thanks to uh, Melody and, and Elwin, uh, who made sure I didn't get lost from the inn to the chapel. Uh, they just navigated me through the wilds and stuff. Uh, and to Emily and to all those who are part of putting this together. Y'all do this three times a week. Y'all holy people over here, aren't you? <laughs> tell you. Uh, thanks to my sister, uh, Reverend Lady Covington, for the introduction. I'll, it was much too long, and I asked God to forgive me for enjoying it. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't die and go to heaven without taking a class under Dr. Craig Keener. If you think you're going to die tonight, go and sign up right now and take a class. Uh, but you don't want to miss the gift that he is to the body of Christ. Um, there is an irrevocable mandate that looms over the lives of those of us who followed the Christ. It is an irrevocable mandate. We are called to be set. He, God sends us into the world. 
One version says into all the world. One version says to all nations. We are, we are called to be sent. Um, we both receive and release that call. We are called to go into the world, into all the world. And therein lies our contemporary challenge because this world has changed. Um, it may never be the same again. Especially to those of us who bear this, this, this commission and we've chosen to live our lives based in the church, but released from the church. Based in the church. But Jesus says, come, then he says, go. You know, matter of fact, he said, come, then he said, go, then he said, wait. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I said, now what do you want me to do? You want me to go, you want me to go, you want to stay? You know, you know? He says, come, then he says, but wait, wait. You're not ready yet. And he directs them to um, what has been called the upper room. And they gathered together in one accord, one mind. And the spirit of the living God was released in their gathering. The presence of God um, hung in that place, hovered, tabernacled in that place, much like in here right now. And they gathered in his presence. And then he said, now, now go, go. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I am constantly, consistently challenged by the commission to be and make disciples. Don't, don't, don't lose sight of that. Um, he didn't call us to be scholars. called us to be disciples. Uh, he didn't call us to make members. We're called to make disciples. And, and nowadays, uh, and, and the last couple of year and a half or so, uh, everybody, in many of my circles, everybody's concerned about how many viewers do I have? Um, but we're not called to make viewers. We're called to make disciples. It's interesting that the first person to record that commission was a man named Mark. Uh, each of the gospel writers has a version of, of the commission. Uh, but the first person to, to write it was, was a guy named Mark, um, John Mark. Uh, most believe that, that he, his was the first gospel. It's certainly the, short, the shortest gospel uh, written uh, by, by many experts and, and observers in the rabbinic style of, of an outline, and so Mark's is the shortest, it's the outline, and so the other disciples filled it in and, and come together like, uh, like gears, and they fill in the blanks, if you will, but, but the first one to write 
was, was a man named Mark, John Mark, John Mark, who the Bible says was from a place called Cyrene, Cyrene, Cyrene. Now, if you check a map, you discover that Cyrene, home of the first gospel writer, is in Africa. Nobody told me that. I mean, it's, it wasn't a, it's not a secret. Get a map. The man was from Africa. And so the first, the first writer to pen the first uh, document that, 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 uh, that documents this, these words of Jesus was from an African. And nobody told me that. I was, I was 30, I'm 73 years old right now. I was 30 years old before I ever knew there were any people of color in the Bible. I took the classes in, in church history and, and, and uh, Bible books and book of Acts and history of the church and all that kind of thing. And, and, and no one told me that we were in there. Does it matter? I grew up in church like some of you, and, and I grew up in, into adulthood. I, I grew up and went to school and took classes like you did, and, and, and took the test like you did, and read the books like you did, and got A's like you, got B's like you did. I took the class like you did. And I assumed that people of color had nothing to do with the gospel story. I grew up assuming that people of color had nothing to do with the Bible, history of the church. Um, that we weren't in there. Does it matter? No one told me. No one told me. And, and we just learned. Mark, Mark is, is, from, is an African. No one told me we were there. No one told me we were there uh, in, when, when, when the Lord said, when the Lord said um, go into all the world. We were included in that. No one told, us, told me that. No one told me that we were at the day of Pentecost. Call the roll. No, no one told me that. No one told me Asians were there. It's right in the book. Don't put us in there. Just point out that we're already there. And we are challenged and called to go and, and make disciples. Now, 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 he says, now, here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. He says, he says Jesus says, anybody want to follow me? Anybody want to follow me? You know, uh, 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 in the African-American church, there's a phrase called, the doors of the church are open. I used to always wonder how long were they closed, but that's not good. But anyway, anyway, so, so there, there, there's this tradition in the African-American church called the invitation, see? And on the invitation, and somebody will say, well, nobody what's going on, the doors of the church are open. And I say, somebody open them doors, please open the doors. The, the doors of the church are open. Now, when Jesus said the doors of the church are open, he led them to the cross department. He, 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 he took them to the cross room. He said, now anybody wants to follow me, go in that room and take up your cross. 
it, it implies uh, uh, a personal dimension of the cross. It's yours. Go, go in there. Melody, there's, a class, there's one and that got your name on it. The, the crosses are customized. You, you, you bear your cross, not wear your cross. There's probably some crosses in here, gold crosses and you know, platinum crosses. These were old rugged crosses. And, and the cross is, is, listen, the cross is circumstantial. The cross is allowable. It's what God allows. The cross is pragmatic. It's practical. It's not deep. Um, the cross is, is God's personal revealed will for your life that you carry. Your cross may be different than the brother's cross next to you. There are some, there are some paths that you must take your cross, that you must manifest your, the will of God for your life that are different than the brother sitting next to you. Crosses are personalized. Crosses are customized. Jesus says, take it up, take it up, take it up. Take up that cross and, and follow me. So that, so that, listen, so that the cross is where we meet Jesus. It's, it's, it's the gathering place. We, we meet him. We join him at the cross. So Jesus says, anybody want to follow me? Anybody want to follow me? Come and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. Now, now. Fast forward, fast forward on the way to Calvary. And here's Jesus struggling with this cross. Um, some say 7,500, 120 pounds struggling with this cross. And, and, and they come to this intersection, uh, and one of, the, one of the guards drafts a man, drafts him, drafts him. Um, the, the authorities of the day had the, they, they had the authority to conscript, conscript you, draft you. Okay? Uh, normally, the messages from the king may be passed across hundreds and hundreds of miles. And along the way, those who are bearing the message of the king have the authority to draft you in the service. And so the Bible says they came, he came to this crossroads, and, and, and they, the Bible says they compelled him, compelled this man. And the man's name was Simon. Mark's homeboy from Cyrene. Same place. Same place. And so this, this, this African who, who, is, who is divinely ordered and ordained to be in that spot at that time is now challenged. Take this cross. And, and you see the exchange of, of the cross coming off the shoulders of Jesus and on to the shoulders of this African. And he struggles and carries this cross. He carries this cross. He carries this cross um, because it's a part of God's will for his life. It's no coincidence he was there. God does not move by coincidence. He moves by providence. 
And he providentially ordered and, and, and arranged and ordered every step of this man's life to that crossroad. And there, Jesus met him with a cross. It's interesting, interesting in, in, uh, in African-American culture, um, the cross is often viewed as a tree. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? It's old spiritual, see. And, and they said, were you there when they crucified And then it says, oh, oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Then there's the verse that says, were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Ah, and flashbacks of strange fruit dangling from the trees because it became a place where God enters into our pain. Where we meet him in the struggle of our journey, of our paths and our journeys and our lives being interrupted by injustice and, and cruelty. And we meet him at the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first huh, saw the light. At the cross and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I could see. I received my sight. And now, even with the weight of the cross, I'm happy. Now, he doesn't just say, take it up. He goes, now, now take, then it says, now follow me. Any man come after me, take up your cross and follow me. Hmm, follow me, follow me, follow me. Uh, paraphrase of the doors of their church are open. Come on in and follow me. It, interesting, interesting. One scene, one scene of, of this follow me. Follow me was, was the classic invitation of Jesus. Over and over again, over and over again. Follow me, follow me. Uh, wherever, wherever he stopped, meet people. Follow me, follow me. Leave, stop this, follow me. Leave that, follow me. Turn this, follow me. And, and, and he, he met a guy, he met a guy by the name of Matthew. Matthew, Levi, see. M met, him, met him at... Uh, uh, at, at, the, at his desk of service. Met him on his job. And there on his job, he said, now follow me. Now watch this, watch this. Jesus said, follow me. The Bible says he left all his stuff and he followed Jesus. But in the next verse, they switch roles. And it's not Matthew following Jesus. It's Jesus following Matthew. 
Because the Bible says he takes him to a party. Now, I just lost half of y'all because most of y'all don't party. And, <laughs> and I know that's not spiritual enough for some of y'all. But, but the Bible says he took him home, took him home, and at, the, at, at his house, there was a big party of all his road dogs, all his buddies, all his friends, all his ace boon coons, all of his buddies, see? And they all gathered, and they all gathered, and the Bible says, specifically, they were sinners. Matter of fact, a whole bunch of sinners. Tax collectors and sinners. The house was full of tax collectors. Now watch this. Jesus follows him into a house full of sinners. And the religious folks stay outside. Pharisee standing and I said, say, yo, yo, what, 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 what's he doing up in there? There are sinners up, duh. There are sinners in there. Why is he in, why is he in there? And the whole debate is, the whole debate, if you're supposed to be who you are, why is he hanging out with folk like that? Jesus goes into the house full of sinners. How far will you follow him? Will you go until he meets an undesirable crowd? Will you follow him to the margins? Or will you wait on the outside? Will you stand afar? Now listen, 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 listen. There is no verse, there's no story, there's no continuation of this, there's no record anywhere that anybody in that house got saved. There's no record that because he went into that house, anybody got saved. No record that anybody got saved. Listen to me. Never underestimate the power of your presence. Never underestimate the power of just being there. The results is in God's hands. The, the fallout is in God's hands. Where it goes from there is in God's hands. But, but, but will you go in? Or will you stand on the outside in your theological, scholarly, sophisticated positions? Jesus said, come on, follow me, follow me, follow me. Follow me. Listen to me. The man named Simon, the African, picked up his cross. Watch this. He's the only man in Scripture who literally did what Jesus said do. This African was the only, there's no other example of literally picking up a cross like this man did. Only one. It's the value of one testimony. Your testimony may not be like the testimony of the person next to you. As an African, and part of the African-American church's tradition, we used to call it testimony service. 
That's the one in service. And, and testimony serves when everybody gets up and they, they say what the Lord has done. Now, the rule is always the same. You can't tell at all. <laughs> but, but, but it is, I have a testimony. I, I have a testimony. The Bible says that Mark, or other his, history says that Mark, the first writer of, this, of, of the gospel, first writer, Mark, took the gospel back to Africa and became the planter of the first African church, the first church on the continent. So that, as, as Thomas Oden said, the gospel did not go from west to east, from east to west, it went from south to north. Preach, Bishop. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You have a testimony. So Jesus then, he says, he says, take up your cross. He says, follow me. He says, and you shall receive power. God, I love your word. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. It's a legal term. It's a legal term. It means means to take the witness stand in a legal setting. It means to give you a testimony. And so you take the stand... Do you solemnly swear to tell truth, hold not truth, nothing but the truth? Yes, I, I, I do, I do. I want to testify, I want to testify about what I heard about Jesus. I heard he was born in a place called Bethlehem. I heard he walked the streets of Jerusalem. I heard he healed the sick and raised the dead. But when you testify about what you heard in that court of law, the devil says, Objection! Objection! To testify about what you hear, that's just hearsay. Hearsay is not admissible in this court. Do I have another witness? Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? I want to testify about what I believe. I believe he healed the sick. I believe he raised the dead. I believe he went to a kill called Calvary. I believe they put nails in his hands. I believe he went to the cross. I believe he went to the grave on Friday night. I believe he stayed there all day Saturday. I believe he was there all day Saturday night. I believe early Sunday morning he got up with all power, heaven and earth in his hand. I believe it, I believe it. But when you declare what you believe, the devil says, objection, objection. That testimony is not admissible in this court. What you believe is conjecture. Calls for a conclusion on the part of the witness. Can I get another witness? I don't want to testify just about what I heard I don't even want to stop about what I believe. I want to stop about what I know. I know he saved me. I know he forgave me. I know he cleansed me. I know he made a way for me. I know he opened doors for me. I know he cleansed me. I know I seized his grace. I know I received his mercy. I have a, is there a testimony in this house? Does anybody know how good and how faithful God has been? Ah, God. Come on, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. You are called to live your life under the authority of the Word of God. You are called to live your life according to the declaration of the Word of God. You are called to live your life in the power and the Spirit of this living God. To breathe and live in His atmosphere. You are called to be desperate for Him. You're called to live your life in hunger for Him. With a hunger and thirst that cannot be quenched only by the Holy Spirit. You're called to breathe in his presence. Ah. 
Think about it, think about it, think about it, think about it. This is the air. Come on, you guys, come on.